0: good to just breathe sometimes don't you think yes especially if you can lean against a really big fluffy cow and breathe slow and easy and (laughs) relax a little bit
1: you know i was looking up uh, cow-based businesses and there aren't as many as there used to be like you know you can't cowboy is pretty low on the list now there's not as many there's just a few well I am really excited
0: about today. We're going to get to talk to the people from the founder of The Gentle Barn, which is a place, just what it sounds like. It's a gentle barn where they do cow hugging therapy. This is an alternative form of therapy, and it involves
1: hugging cows. <laughs> so, animal rescue. They're not like these cows aren't in the middle, of, like, you know, providing food.
0: What do you and What so. do you think the cow would be doing exactly? Like pursuing a competitive surfing career or something? But I anyway, mean,
1: yeah. Very, very busy cows. These
0: are all rescue animals. So it's an amazing story all around.
1: So Ellie Lax is with us. Let's get in. Hi, everyone. Tim Kitzer from
0: NBA Jam and NFL Blitz, welcoming you to The Backpack Show. Your hosts, Chris Brogan, Kerry Gargone, Boom Shakalaka. Backpack Show. I have so many questions about this, but first,
1: look who's here. Hey, it's my biological father, Steve Brogan, his wife, Diane. Your also mother, also is your mother. Hey, I'm heading over there. I'm going to go and visit them sometime soon, so. You should go cow hugging. Let's go vacuum that guest room. Hey, maybe if we swing out to L.A., we'll do some cow hugging. Hey, want to hug a duck? You can get your own uh, cool video You can. Show like well, there's a whole
0: list of animals you can hug.
1: Oh. You can't hug a duck? No, I'm saying there's a whole
0: list. I mean, I oh, don't know okay. if the ducks are on the list. Like, like I'm not the expert. Ellie is the expert. All mm-hmm. I know is it would make a great video show to go to the Gentle Barn and hug a bunch of animals. Right. Somebody do that. See broken.me slash stream yard.
1: Make, make something. Hey, want an audio <laughs> podcast?
0: You well, can. doesn't probably sound as exciting.
1: What, animal hugging?
0: Yeah. I mean, and I guess you do. People do screens? talk to them. Sure. No, they do.
1: Castos.com. <laughs> hey, do you ever want to look up the names of farm animals? You can. Go to presearch.com. You can stick it to the man. What sound does a doggy make? <laughs> pre-search
0: an alternative search engine it works really really well chris was using it without even getting the crypto rewards for like a month and a half because he forgot to log in
1: we're always gonna tell people that hey (laughs) want a dot online domain you can have one babies um go to cbroganme online you can get a dot online domain for one dollar use the code chris in all caps so before we bring Ellie Lax out here, a Mom lot of likes people... your shirt. Oh, thank you, Mom. It's a Batman shirt. Love it. Oh, 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 there he is. Batman shirt for Batman. The Robert Pattinson Batman, which is coming out very soon. Hello. No cows were harmed during the making of Batman. Oh, Kate's way. excited about cow hugging.
0: Yeah. Joseph Jaffe. Joseph, Joseph Jaffe is not famous. Says it's a great day when the backpack is packing. Hey, cow hugging. Any day is a good day for cow hugging.
1: So Good all right, let's get it all in here. Let's let's bring our friend Ellie in and talk a little bit about this. My kids are so excited about this. Ellie Lax, welcome to the Backpack Show. Thanks for having me. Who does this? Like who? You know, like it's one thing to rescue animals. It's one thing to kind of like just you know stick them out in the backyard and make sure they're fed for the rest of their life. But you said I want to add a dynamic to this where I inter- make humans interact with them. Uh, because I'll have to add some insurance waivers and I'll have to do a lot of extra hard work. Like, what was the thinking there? And did you know what you were getting into when you set it up?
2: (laughs) Um, Well, it all was dreamed of when I was seven years old. Um, When I was seven years old, I would tell people, That when I grew up, I was going to have a big place full of animals. I was going to show the world how beautiful they are and all the lonely people of the world will come and heal with us. And so as a child, I had a very firsthand knowing of how healing and saving animals were because they were always the ones that I cried to that made me feel better and that urged me to keep going. And so it was just this fantasy that I was going to be able to save animals and partner with them to heal people
0: and you would talk to them even like as a child. I had a cat growing up, it was my brother's cat. He was always bringing home really large dogs and he finally got the message that my dad was not going to let that stand. So he brought home a cat. And anyway, the cat would if I was upset, let me like snuggle up against his chest. And and teenage girls are always upset, so it was a lot of snuggling.
2: <laughs> so every teenager needs a cat. Yes. <laughs> or a cow.
0: That's what it amounts to. That's what I came to conclude. I didn't make a business out of it though. Like I didn't turn it into a nonprofit.
1: But you're doing that with cows. So like, how does that happen? Like what's, (laughs) how did you learn that cows maybe would be okay to hug?
2: So almost 23 years ago, I rescued my very first cow and she was beautiful. She was this little red cow with a white face, um, beautiful teddy bear ears. And she would lay down at the end of the day. And I was exhausted from having like to try to figure out how to launch this New nonprofit. Um, And so I would lean against her at the end of the day just to kind of like take a minute. And I would lean against her and she would wrap her neck around me and hold me in a giant cow hug. And it would wash away the day. It would make me feel strong and full of hope. And I was like, everyone in the world needs this. I have to give this to everybody. And so every single person from then on that came into the doors of the gentle barn would be ushered over to the cows for a beautiful, beautiful cow hug. And if it was people that just needed a good cow hug, it made them happy. If it was teenagers that were very kind of shut down and hardened and angry, um, that cow hug would soften their face. And if it was people that were in real crisis, like from foster agencies or drug and alcohol rehab centers or probation camps, those cows would give them unconditional love probably for the first time in their lives.
0: It's not just cows though, right? There's other animals too.
2: Yeah, so at the Gentle Barn, we are home to horses, cows, pigs, sheep, goats, chickens, turkeys, peacocks, llamas, dogs, cats, donkeys, and an emu.
1: No scorpions, no cobras. I listened for it. <laughs> I'm Speaking of like, which animals maybe aren't invited? You know, aren't invited. So I want to I want to show off a couple of your creatures, by the way, uh, just for a second or two. And I found these hooligans. Playing out here. Let's see if I can wait. I thought I had a Cheryl set up. You did. Well, let me tell you, you something. Take it away. Oh, so that's Lewis, and uh, who's Lewis playing with there?
2: That's our dog Sky. Oh, my so, and they're goodness. pushing around
1: a live hedgehog that is not faring so well, right?
2: No, oh, f- that's a oh, it's a toy.
1: Oh, <laughs> you can tell we're city folk. I was just getting bullied. I don't know. I just some of the animals do fine at this farm
0: oh so they're friends that's like their little friend it's so sweet
1: the way lewis is playing is sort of like the way a dog would play do you think lewis is picking this up from sky
2: um you know honestly the experience of raising lewis and sky together they're both puppy dogs they played they ran around together they wrestled it it was literally like having two puppy dogs
1: wow oh so sweet super fun uh with regards to the, you named like 64 other animals that I didn't pay attention. Emu, I think, you know, came to mind. Yeah. Um, are there any that like now that you've done this a little bit, you, you kind of you wouldn't mind throwing it back over the fence?
2: <laughs> no, no, there's,
1: they're all... going to be kind of like an asshole one, right? Like a I don't know, like a, <laughs> you're just like, come on, just be like these other ones. This is because we're from Boston. So what Chris is
0: asking is, are there like Massachusetts cows?
2: Right. You know what? Um, not cows, but we did have a peacock that would like to karate chop people.
1: Ah, okay. um, and we,
2: we loved him, but he was his own little kind of peacock. And he liked the female volunteers, but we did have a male volunteer. And he would chase this male volunteer to his car and then chase the car down the driveway.
0: <laughs> so, Wow. Yeah. And for uh, some teenager, like in crisis, that was their spirit animal.
1: Yeah, (laughs) might have been a great choice what uh, makes a good what makes for a good volunteer by the way because I think everyone thinks they want to volunteer but there's mucking and there's you know feed and there's 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 all kinds of cleaning and raking and all that sort of a thing
2: you know I think that Volunteering at the Gentle Barn is probably the best volunteer gig on the planet because we actually don't make our volunteers muck up poop. We have staff that does the feeding, watering, grooming and cleaning. And then the volunteers get to come in and just fill the animals up with love. They get to rub the pigs bellies, hold the chickens, cuddle the turkeys. They get to sleep with some animals. When we rescue orphan animals, the volunteers get to come with their sleeping bags and cots and actually sleep with the orphan animals uh, to give them something to live for. So our volunteers just breathe the life back into the animals it's a really good gig
0: so you're a volunteer snuggler yes yes um so, i'm blushing
1: you know i just uh, <laughs> I, i'm i excited about calling i don't know <laughs> there's a lot of fun animals. things to learn about at the gentle barn yeah um so in in sort of that vein though and and thinking about this you're trying to push a well not push you're advocating for a whole different lifestyle to go with this as well. You're trying to make sure people understand that there's, there's a little bit more to this than it's nice to hug a cow. How does advocacy work and, and how do you keep that sort of soft touch so that people feel like they're really you know, willing to absorb it in?
2: Yeah. So, you know, when I was 11 years old, I met a chicken and I had always loved animals my whole life. And I think most of us would identify ourselves as animal lovers, but I had no idea who I was eating. I just ate what I was told and I loved animals. And when I was 11 years old, I met a chicken. And for the first time in my life, it dawned on me that that was chicken and rice. And so I went home that day and I told my parents I would never eat animals again. And so that's really the heart and soul of why The Gentle Barn exists is to allow people I mean, look, we live in cities, right? Farm animals don't live in our neighborhoods anymore. And so we're losing that connection to nature and animals. And so we invite people to come in, look these animals in the eyes, hug the cows, cuddle the turkeys, see their intelligence and affections, and realize that they're much more than a meal and to very, very gently, softly and kindly evolve, evolve to a plant-based diet. But we do it very gently.
1: All right, so I just saw these videos with Jay, and i uh, did he know what he was signing up for in <laughs> any sense of the word at this whole thing?
2: Oh my god! If you talk to Jay now, which is 20 years later after he came, you know, Jay came in as a volunteer, and he started volunteering more and more, and then a year later we fell in love, and um, now we run the Gentle Barn together. I think in the beginning it was like all so shiny and new and exciting. But this guy, he has worked so hard. I think if you would ask him now if he knew what he was signing up for, he'd probably say no. No. <laughs>
0: no. So you... have... Go ahead, Carrie. Oh, just so we had a few comments coming oh, in. Let's do it. Kate's excited about not mucking up poop. She's down for that. Your dad says uh, Becky McCrae took us to visit her rescue cows, including Bubba, who liked to lick our hands and kind of swallow our hands. <laughs> He was wonderfully calming. Chloe was chased by a peacock when she was five. She's still uh-huh. not over it. I'm she went right that to, come to the gentle barn, <laughs> and now Carol's got that mental picture stuck in her head. Okay, we're oh, caught I up. I love Kate. Uh, when I was eleven, I
1: met a chicken. That'd be a yeah. I met one, a kind of.
0: chicken. It does sound like you know you went to school and then a chicken enrolled the same day from a different school and you had to show him <laughs> around. Like that is what it sounds like. <laughs> like
1: so, do you and Jay have conversations? Uh, like Selma Hayek ends up getting into where she's like, you know, uh, her husband's like, no, like, you know, she, she calls him no more like, animals and he's like, no. So do you have those conversations where you found, I don't know, a sea turtle or something? And he's like, mm, I don't think we have a spot for that right now. Do you have these kind of negotiation moments?
2: You know, honestly, that I had those conversations with my first husband. That's how I lost my first husband. Ah. Um, when it's I either started,
1: either me or these uh, animals.
2: Pretty much. he he. I had just started the gentle barn and I really, really wanted to rescue my first cow who taught me about cow hugs. And he said, no, he said, it's the cow or me. So I had the cow for 13 and a half years. <laughs>
0: you were like, so Jay
2: is very, very supportive. He's my second husband. He came in as a volunteer. He loves the gentle barn. And he's the one that goes all over the country, saving animals from the absolute darkest places on earth and brings them back to me to heal. So
0: how, do you find them? More- how does he find them? Does someone tip you off? Or like, how, how do you identify the animals that need rescuing and are a good fit for the gentle barn?
2: Um, You know, people call us, but we're also partnered with the police department, um, with other rescues, with undercover agencies. And Jay is really, really great at um, developing relationships at stockyards, auction houses, and slaughterhouses. So he can actually go into those places and pull animals out.
0: Oh, you're muted, Chris. And I didn't do it.
1: (laughs) Um, Speaking of undercover agencies and stuff like that, that turkey on the left is actually a human. Um, (laughs) there's a lot of that going on
2: you you said you'd never tell
1: oh (laughs) he lies (laughs) I you know to get the to get the shot I have to do what I have to do
0: do people just hug the animals as part of the therapy or do they like talk to them are you involved with it at all or do they go by themselves like how does it how does it actually work what does it look like so
2: uh, first of all I'll start by saying that Uh, At the Gentle Barn, we're open to the public every Sunday from 10 to 2, and we also host field trips, private tours, and birthday parties during the week. So people can come in just as part of any of those programs and get the rich healing and love and interaction with all of these beautiful, beautiful animals. But the cow hug therapy sessions are specifically hour-long sessions for people that are hurting one way or the other, or just someone that needs to connect and needs a good hug. And they can come in, and what I tell them when they enter the cow barn is I tell them, This session is everything that you need it to be. If you want to talk to me, ask me questions, I am all yours. If you want to just sit in the solitary silence of the barnyard, meditate and hug the cows, the cows are all yours. So I tell the people that I'll just follow their lead and they can get out of that experience whatever they need to get.
1: So you have this location in Los Angeles um, and you also have one out in Nashville. And so I was going to point out the fact that Not only do you have one out in Nashville, but somehow Richard Marks stopped by to sing.
2: Yeah, How did that come about? Oh, my God. Well, Richard and um, his wife, Daisy Fuentes, are um, just really, really good to us and big supporters of the Gentle Barn. And, of course, Richard Marks' music raised me, uh, right? I grew up to all of his songs. So to have him at our grand opening of our Nashville location was a huge honor.
1: Was he waiting for you when you got there? yes right there. <laughs> or do you um, mean the
0: peacock because that guy was going after everybody no I'm just doing song lyrics um,
1: <laughs> So, Daisy Fuentes God bless her MTV's Daisy Fuentes for those of us who are of a certain age oh my yeah God. and she's
2: such a lovely person they both are they're just amazing people animal lovers really great people
1: it to be kind of rare to find a jerk ass animal lover I guess though right like that's not very common <laughs> I sp- I suppose probably like militant animal lovers would be as close. To I them could as see is.
0: people. No, I could see people who love animals that don't think people are great. Like yeah. Yeah, they might seem oh, like well, jerks sure. because they don't like people. That's true. You're from Boston. You should understand
1: that. Oh, believe me, everybody's a jerk. Yeah. All right. So look, I was strumming through your YouTube's a bunch. There's a lot of turkeys in there too. Is that sort of like you know cows then turkeys or something? Like, do you have? favorites you must you want in the order of huggability or (laughs) i don't know she's really like uh, spends a lot of time with turkeys i'm telling you
2: You know what? Um, I think of all the animals that we have at the gentle barn, the cows and the turkeys are the most surprising because people see cows and turkeys typically as either food or dumb or unintelligent, unapproachable. And then all of a sudden they come to the gentle barn and they can hug the cows and the cows hug them back and they can cuddle the turkeys and the turkeys fall asleep in their laps. And both those animals are prone to bring people to tears. It's amazing. I, I like to say that we have not lived life till we've hugged a cow and cuddled a turkey. That's my Do you, motto. Ever,
0: do you ever blow dry the cows? Cause they're so cute
1: when they're all fluffy. <laughs> no, they're I have so seen cute. that though, but no.
0: <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: I, well, I can I request to really that? Think... Can
0: I blow dry one for my therapy session? Just have it wet. It's fine. Like I'll show up with my blow dryer.
1: I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to reshare this screen because you know, the. Okay. Fussy. Stupid thing doesn't want me to be its friend today, but.
0: Well, you need a cow hug.
1: I wanted to look at your swag at your store. Oh, nice. I I wanted to. So there's a book, of course. So we need to talk a little bit about that. But then there's also like shirts from John Lewis. There's some sweets here. Uh, There's what I hope is uh, food. There's a vegan chocolate peanut butter pillow. Um, So first off, vegan food, of course. Uh, a presuming vegan fabric as well. How's this going for you? Do you find a lot of people kind of want to bring their experience home with them with an accessory?
2: Yes. And it's wonderful because people can shop online or shop at any of our gentle barn locations. And yes, they want to bring the experience home with them, share it with their friends. And of course, everything goes to supporting the organization and enabling us to save more animals. So
0: it's a win-win. And that wants to know if either of us are going to go to the gentle barn. I for real am. I'm going to go to the gentle barn. And then there's
1: one in Nashville's right now. My down kids. The
0: street, right? Yes. I'm taking my kids to the gentle barn. At our time. Nashville
2: location, we have a cow named Maybell who gives the absolute best hugs. And we have a goat named Lolly or Lollipop who walks in a wheelchair and she's like a magical fairy princess. And just to look at her may- will make you smile. You're going to love that location.
0: So excited! I mean, I doubt that there's one that people will be like, "Well, this sucks."
2: (laughs) Okay, that's true. Really great. (laughs) Nashville's extra good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Do you have plans for expansion, or are you happy where you are? Like, how's that go? Like, when do you decide it's time for another gentle barn, and how does that go? Like the process of doing it.
2: Okay, so up until now, we have opened other locations because it like happened to us. We didn't make it happen. Like, we came to Nashville. Tennessee, because there was a cow who lost a foot, and nobody would save him. And he and and the lady was like desperately asking for advice. And we ended up saving him giving him a prosthetic foot and opening a gentle barn for him. And we opened the St. Louis location, because there were a band of cows that escaped a slaughterhouse and were running through the streets of St. Louis. They ended up getting caught and sent back to the slaughterhouse and everyone in the community was like, they have to live. And then everyone kept calling us and we ended up going and saving their lives and opening a gentle barn for them. So up until now, it's kind of unfolded on its own. But if I actually had a choice, um, I would really like to open a gentle barn in New York.
0: you think they could use a hug?
2: <laughs> I think they need a really good hug. And actually, I my motto is go big and go ho- or go home, right? So- I actually want a gentle barn right in the middle of Central Park. And I want to be right in the heart of Manhattan. I want to work with people who are affected by drugs or homelessness or um, just the underserved population. Like, I just want to be in the heart of the city. So that is my dream for next.
0: Leslie says, I have lots of turkeys that walk through my yard on a daily basis, and not one is offered a hug. How disappointing. You know, (laughs) Leslie, you didn't offer a hug either. So... Start feeding them. That's how it starts. Oh, (laughs) Oh. Oh, so it's like dating. You didn't say. It's
1: exactly
2: (laughs) like dating. You got to feed them. You got to sing to them. You got to like like their jokes. (laughs) Then, then when they really, really like you, then they'll sit in your lap and fall asleep.
0: Now, what about, so during the pandemic, you know, everybody stayed home from everything. What was going on with you then? Did you have to have volunteers come in and hug the cows because no one was coming? Or did people actually come, you know, start to come more because it's really depressing to be on lockdown for COVID?
2: Yeah, so we were shut down for a year and a half uh, for the first time in 22 years. So the place was like a ghost town and it was really crazy. Um, we had a very few of our volunteers come, but only one at a time. So there was only like one volunteer in the whole barnyard. So she wasn't exposed to anyone else. Um, and simultaneously, um, people were sending their animals to slaughter because everybody was kind of panicking. And so we actually had way more rescues come in with, um, pretty much none of the volunteer help. And so we actually worked harder during the pandemic than we ever had before, because the cows that you're showing right now, they came in during the pandemic and me, myself alone had to sit and try to breathe the life back into them and save them and heal them. And I would work like 16 hour days, until they were healthy. So we were working really hard during the pandemic, the pandemic. You
1: wouldn't know that from that video though, you have extra energy in that video that, that isn't even in some of the other ones. You look like, wow. Yeah. You look, look like you're good
0: them. for another 16 hours. Like,
2: I think when we're living on purpose, it makes us feel more alive than ever and doing those rescues and breathing the life back into those animals made me feel amazing through the pandemic. So
0: Carol says the way to a Turkey's heart is through its stomach
2: i mean isn't that true for all of us yeah just <laughs> it's so. true for me
0: leslie says i'll have to make the first move
2: yes
1: <laughs> i think you will yeah what do turkeys eat and what do your animals eat
2: um turkeys in the wild would forage for bugs and seeds and flowers and grasses. But here at the gentle barn, we feed them poultry feed, but we also give them a huge array of organic fruits and vegetables every single day, as well as the pigs, the pigs and the birds all get lots of organic fruits and vegetables. Um, The horses, cows, donkeys, goats, sheep, and llamas get organic hay. Um, I guess that's everybody. Yeah.
1: (laughs) That's everybody. (laughs) what do you eat (laughs) what's jay eat? i was thinking the same thing
2: (laughs) pretty much organic fruits and vegetables too we all just get together with the animals and have broccoli parties and (laughs) watermelon parties
0: annette says heading to st louis this month great there's a gentle barn there in dc they could use one there too and annette says what a great
1: quote about living on purpose and the energy you exude is that what I'm going to find if I read the Gentle Barn book or am I going to find like the uh, accounting of sort of what went on or what, what's in your book?
2: Um, My book starts the very first chapter about my childhood and how animals healed me and urged me to stay in a world where I didn't really want to stay here. Um, All the things that were going on in my childhood and how animals saved me. And it's how I started that dream as a very young child about wanting to dedicate the rest of my life to saving animals. It's about um, the very first founding animals that came to the Gentle Barn, how they taught me everything that I know. It's about my love story with Jay coming in as a volunteer and how we got to know each other and save animals animals together. It's about all the challenges of running a nonprofit, raising money. Um, It's about how we almost went under and the angel that came to us um, to urge us to move forward and how we kind of grew into a national organization.
0: I was reading that people can actually buy virtual cow hugs like as a Valentine's gift. So if the people don't live near the gentle barn, they can still get like cow hugs for their friends.
2: (laughs) Yes, and so I believe that cow hugs is literally for everyone. And I believe that we all need it so badly right now. So of course, some people can make their way to a gentle barn and get those cow hugs, but some people are too far away or don't have the wherewithal to get there, and so yes, you can share the cow hugging experience and support the Gentle Barn at the same time by sending your loved ones for Valentine's Day a virtual cow hug. And we have three different cows to choose from, one from each location. They're beautiful pictures of these cows, and you can send your loved one a virtual cow hug and make them feel good.
0: oh love it! And some of the goodies off your site, like the vegan chocolates and stuff. You know, let's really do it up. I'm saying. I take a virtual cow hug, but I also eat me some vegan chocolate. That's all I'm saying. Oh, the chocolate's so good. <laughs> so can people who are traveling, they could make an appointment to stop by or they could come during your open house hours or something?
2: Yeah. All they have to do is go to the website, gentlebarn.org, click on visit. All three states will come up. They could pick their state, pick their experience, whether it's a private tour, coming on a Sunday or booking a cow hug therapy session. And then um, then the magic happens.
1: In St. Louis, do you just recreate the escape? Like you just let them go back out into the <laughs> street?
0: You're like, oh no, they got out again.
1: No, <laughs> not that theatrical. No. no, seems like it'd be fun, like an escape room with cows. In um,
0: in one of your most popular videos on YouTube, there was a video of a a mommy cow that had been rescued, but they didn't bother to tell you when you rescued her that she had a calf, and the calf was still, you know, like feeding and everything. And so she's just crying all night. And you're like, what? but why though? How did you, like, how do you convince the people who gave you the cow in the first place or let you take her to then give you the calf because you did and they were reunited and it's an amazing video. So go check that out on the YouTube for Gentle Barn. But how, what if they don't want to give you the calf? Like how does it work? It's a great story. So
2: first of all, I did a whole Ted talk about that cow's story and the reunion and what happened later. So go check it out. If you go to Ted Talk and put in Ellie Lacks, my Ted Talk will come up. It's an amazing story. The video that you're referencing on the Gentle Barn YouTube channel is called Karma's Reunion, and it's an amazing story. So she's crying all night, can't figure out why. Finally in the morning, she's dripping milk and I realize, oh my God, we're so silly. She is crying because she has a baby. I told my husband, Jay, that she's crying because she had a baby and the guy probably hid the baby from us from the rescue situation. Jay went over there and the guy was literally on his way to take the baby to sell him for to someone for Christmas dinner. And he was still there because his truck had broken down. And so Jay saw what was happening with the truck and told the guy, I'm going to make a deal with you. I'm going to fix your truck. You're going to give me the baby. And the guy said, we've been fiddling with the truck for three hours. How could you possibly know what's wrong with the truck? And Jay said, it doesn't matter. I'm going to fix your truck. You're going to give me the baby. And they shook on it. And I don't know if you guys um, are, uh, have experienced this, but sometimes when a truck is parked on a, on a hill, it can get stuck back in its gears. So all Jay did was pull the truck three feet up the hill, unstick the gears, and the truck was fine. And the guy was so frustrated, but honored the handshake and gave him the baby.
0: Wow. (laughs) And the poor baby, I mean, I didn't realize how stressful it would be for the baby to be separated from the mother, but the baby faints. It's like, Oh my God. So we,
2: yeah. So we experienced the heartache of this poor mom screaming for her baby for 12 hours. But meanwhile, the baby who One minute has his mom is nursing and feels all is right with the world. The next minute he's tied up in the back of a pickup truck alone for 12 hours. He thought he was going to die. And so when he rounded the corner and saw his mom, he was flooded with so much relief that he literally passed out and she revived him. She licked him and mooed to him and nudged him gently. And she revived him to stand back up on his feet. She licked him all over to tell him it was okay. And then he nursed.
1: Wow. So you it's can check the, that out on, look up Ellie Lax's TED Talk. You'll get the TED version or go to the YouTube and you get the sort of really uh, unfiltered version of it as well. It's yeah. really worth it. By the way, people, you have to think about one other thing too. These, you know, dairy cows are you know, dairy or beef, but like dairy cows run from 1,000 to 3,500 in the U.S., depending on where you find them, sometimes a little bit more. So when these rescues are coming, there's also a financial piece to it as well. Like whether or not the person's being compensated to get rid of that cow or to, to allow the cow to be taken, they're making a choice that takes money away uh, in some form or fashion to them. So it's what Ellie's negotiating isn't just, hey, your cow looks sad. Can I have it? So that's important to point out to the story as well for the gentle barn. Thanks, Francis. Um, hey, so we're at this part of the show where we do a few things uh, that need to get done before we get ourselves out of here. So why don't I start doing that? One of them. Oh, and here's our person of the day. Kaboom! There are so many people who could get this one today, but I really, I haven't stopped thinking about a peacock. I, I couldn't stop thinking about a peacock chasing Chloe around. So Chloe, you're the person of the day today. <laughs> And, and because an Chloe
0: is Scottish, it's like just an added element to think yeah, about. Yeah, peacock what in yelling. Scotland.
1: That isn't even they, real. Yeah. But you know, fun.
2: Sure But so I, on behalf of peacocks, I have to say that we had one peacock that was a little gnarly, but we have a peacock named now named Tivoli, and he is the sweetest, gentlest creature on earth. So I don't want to give peacocks a bad rap. They're all individuals just like us. And Chloe, I would like to invite you to come to the Los Angeles gentle barn and meet Tavoli because maybe we can heal your entire childhood Chloe. by meeting a nice peacock that will not chase you.
1: Chloe, well, come, 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 in, come to LA. We'll meet you there. All right. Now we are at the, the part of the show that Ellie prepared the most for, uh, which is the backpack question. Uh, we asked the question, what goes in your backpack and we're looking for one item or two items or something, something physical, like a, a muck shovel. Something metaphorical, like uh, a, a plan to hug every week. Like kindness. But you really did your homework. I was going to say, but Carrie, is a good example of something physical you could add? Extra set of teeth. But so <laughs> Ellie packed like the whole backpack. Right. So what did you put in your backpack? Now we have to know. Like we can't limit you to one. What no.
2: did you do? I did. I had this entire list of stuff. I mean, I was going to have a very full backpack to talk about with you. I'm ready <laughs> but, to you
1: know. hear it. What do you got?
2: Okay, well, so my entire life is about healing and saving others, right? We rescue animals that have nowhere else to go. We heal them physically and emotionally. And then we partner with the animals to heal people that um, need hope. And so when you dedicate your whole entire life for being there for others then sometimes when you falter, who's going to be there for you? So I think the first thing that needs to go into my backpack is a list of the people that I can call on when I'm knocked down on my knees. Who are the people that will strengthen me, give me hope, heal me, and lift me up? Because when I encounter compassion fatigue, I have to have that list handy of people that I can call to that can keep me going so that I can keep doing this work for many, many more years.
0: Compassion
1: fatigue. I like it. That's and that's, a, that's very true. I mean, you have to put your own mask on uh, or you can really get sunk under. So that's big. Chris, um, you've got this like gauzy filter now because the way the light's change. <laughs> here comes the sun. <laughs> like a 1970s music video. It's all right. right. Well, so I, I do have to tell you this. Um, my aunt and uncle ran uh, uh, horse stables for the entirety of the time I knew them in my life um dressage horses so those like little poop 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 prancy ones and um my grandmother would go out there and try to do chores every now and again try to help out um totally true story though my grandmother around animals is there's something there's some kind of weird psychic thing where they want to poop on her more than any other human alive and i'll tell you for example with this particular appaloosa named ann
0: to turn the tables grandma